Hello and welcome to The Softer Side. I'm your life transitions coach, Shelley Carney. Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice bring you The Softer Side, life transitions and relationship coaching. Join the live chat on YouTube every Wednesday and Friday at thesofterside.live. Hello, our topic today is going to be uh, improving yourself with discipline. So I'm going to be talking about uh, starting new habits, motivation, uh, sticking with the things that you've planned, uh, goal setting, all of that. Uh, but first, uh, Toby, why don't you uh, talk to him a little bit about our channel and who you are and go through the first couple slides while I'm sharing out the go Facebook through the first post. couple of slides that yeah. requires a lot of discipline yeah all right so let's go uh let's That's go this so assignment thank you for doing that <laughs> uh so today's topic is based on uh, kind of our mutual experiences i've always thought of myself as a disciplined person that came out of uh the time that i spent in the military as well as the time that i spent working for uh government uh but when i met shelly uh, i don't know if you know our our what do they call it Gen genesis story <laughs> the OG, I don't the, know. Uh, Genesis story. I met her when I was doing a, uh, a television program for um, the Spanish Colonial Art Society, and I went to CNM, where Shelley was one of the film students at the time, and uh, I told them, basically, that if they would help me on this project, they would learn about television production in addition to learning about film production, which is uh, what they were doing there. And so uh, the gentleman who I was... Uh, that, that was my main contact there, uh, recruited several students. There was probably 10 or 12. Shelly was one of them. And uh, after working with her for those two weeks while we were building out the show, I realized that she was probably one of the most disciplined people I had seen in a long time in the film industry. I don't, don't get me wrong. I worked in Washington, D.C., which is a very disciplined town full of very disciplined people. Uh, and in order to be competitive, you too had to be disciplined. Uh, but she was one of the, the film industry, especially the, the students that are working towards uh, film degrees, tend to be a lot more free-spirited, Free spirited, I guess, is because <laughs> they all want to be uh, directors at, or movie stars, and that's their plan, and so they don't want to work hard to get that. Shelley, on the other hand, was probably was not probably, was the most disciplined of the students. And after I had finished the project and I went on to other projects, uh, I contacted her because, uh, in my experience, after 35 years in documentary making, and, um, I, I discovered that you it's hard to find good people. And I can tell you dozens of disaster stories about uh, hiring you know uh, production assistants to help me on a project, and, and it was just uh, terrible, including... One falling asleep in the middle of a uh, interview and dropping the slate as it rolled across the floor. Yeah. So uh, Shelley, Shelley, I realized was a, a really disciplined person, and since then, um, I've we've worked to, we've worked together on everything since then, her projects and mine. So okay. thank you for that. Yeah. Thanks. You want to move ahead to the next? I'm going to let you do that. Hang on. Okay. Go ahead. All right, let's move into our housekeeping. I am Shelly Carney. I'm a certified wellness and life coach uh, specializing in life transitions. And this is Toby Eunice. 
He's uh, my producer and business partner. Uh, my YouTube channel, for those of you who may be listening on podcast, if you're unaware, my YouTube channel may be found at thesofterside.live. And we do go live every Wednesday and Friday at 2.30 in the afternoon, Mountain Time. Uh, you can also find my member vault, which is a great place to go to look for additional content, uh, lessons, uh uh, there's uh, great stuff in there. Just take a look. It's uh, all free at esofterside.com. And you can join my Facebook group on uh, Facebook. Look for The Softer Side in a group. All right. But if you want more of me, more of my attention, I can work with you. Uh, again, just go to esofterside.com and join the Members Vault and look for the free discovery coaching session. And we can set up a call to speak more about what specifically are your needs. Uh, so that's in the Member Vault at esofterside.com. Let's get started talking about what is self-discipline. It's the ability to control our feelings. Um, so we don't, you know, we are allowed to feel all of our feelings, whether it be anger, sadness, um, it could be joy, it could be uh, frustration. Any feeling we have, we are allowed to feel that and experience it. But we also want to be in control that it doesn't get out of control and hurt other people. So discipline can be about controlling our feelings. And especially if, you know, uh, we only want to do things that we feel like doing, then we're not going to get very far in life. Sometimes we have to do things that we don't, we're not in the mood for. Uh, but action is what uh, spurs motivation. We might think it's the other way around, uh, that we need to be motivated first to take action, but really it's the other way around. Take action, and then you're going to get into it and feel more motivated and uh, carry through with the activity. So sometimes you just need to do things for five minutes. I'll just do it for five minutes. That's all I want to do, five minutes. But once you're doing it for five minutes, you're like, eh, I'll do it for 20 so control your feelings, overcome your weaknesses. Um, again, I don't feel like doing that today, or I don't want to eat healthy today. And, and overcoming that weakness is self-discipline. What else is it? It's pursuing what is right, despite the temptations to abandon it. So say you want to start a new uh, business, you want to be an entrepreneur, it takes a lot of self-discipline, because there are going to be a lot of failures along the way. It will not be easy every day to continue to move forward, even though, ah, this launch went badly, or ah, this isn't working out, or ah, this thing that I had put all my apples into one basket, now my basket is broken. So we have to have that self-discipline to continue to move forward, even when it doesn't feel uh, easy or right anymore. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence is... Me. Not an act. It's not a thing we do. It's not a thing we portray. It's a habit. It's just doing habits. It's just having excellent habits. So why should we develop self-discipline? Well, it saves time debating behavior. So, uh, you know, you don't have you don't have an unlimited supply of willpower. So don't spend time debating. Oh, am I going to eat healthy today? Or this meal looks so. Uh, 
you know, uninteresting. I'd rather have a burger and fries. Uh, so saving time over that debating of should I do this or should I do that or which way should I go? It's when you have self-discipline, it's all been decided. Make positive decisions more easily. Absolutely. Because when you have that self-discipline, it, it's, uh, you know, I would, I would like to just sit on the couch all day and watch Netflix and eat Cheetos. Mm, that's probably not good thing for my life. I won't be productive. I won't get the things done that I wanted to do. I need to make positive decisions. Self-discipline is going to help me with that. It's going to govern, govern our impulses. You know, when you're standing in line at the grocery store and your cart is full of healthy things, and then you look over and you see that candy bar and you want to grab for that, your self-discipline kicks in and says, no, I have good things in my cart. I made these decisions for my health, I'm going to stick with it. <clears throat> Higher satisfaction level in your life. Um, we, and when we look back over the year, for instance, if we are in December and we're thinking about getting ready for the new year, we want to look back over the last year. Did I accomplish all the things that I set out to do? You're going to feel so much more satisfied and happy with yourself if you had self-discipline and made those things happen. Uh, it increases your productivity because it's giving you that, uh, here's my list of things I'm going to do, and here I'm doing them. Uh, and it boosts your confidence, because winning builds confidence, right? Losing builds character. So to build confidence, you need to win. And to win, you need to have self-discipline to make those things happen. So how do we start? Well, there's a, a circular kind of a, a thing here, but basically we want to identify what we want make a list of the things that we want, our goals, our steps to get there, start small, do the easy things, and make use of technology, which just means maybe you have reminders on your phone, uh, reminders in your calendar on your phone, uh, a list of things to do, whatever it takes. Uh, there's tons and tons of apps to help you be productive and to increase your self-discipline. So take a look at those. So what and why? Decide what you want in your life. This is so important. We don't do it often enough, uh, especially people, uh, I'm going to say especially women who are moms and wives and are taking care of other people. Uh, they always tend to put their own needs in the background and forget about what it is they want because they're too busy taking care of everybody else's needs and what they want. Okay, I'm going to work on their project. I'm going to help them uh, to achieve their goals. And then we forget about our own. So it's important to take a few minutes, sit back, relax, breathe, and think about if I could have anything in my life, what would I want for me? And write that down. Understand why you want it. It's really important to know your why. Uh, because like Nietzsche said, he who has a why to live can bear almost any how. So once you have discovered your why, that's going to always motivate you to get it done. So look at why you want something. I want a new car. Why? Hmm. Well, my old car is, is falling apart and it's just costing us more and more money. I want something that's fuel efficient and reliable. I want, you know, why do you want it? You need to know why. I want to lose 10 pounds. Why? Well, there's got to be a really strong reason why, because I'm, that means I'm going to have to, uh, you know, 
watch what I eat. I'm going to have to make sure I'm exercising. I'm going to have to make sure I'm getting plenty of sleep. All the things that go into losing weight, I'm going to have to do. So I'm going to know, need to know a really strong why I want to do that in order to stick with it. And then break it down into small, easy steps. The easier the steps, the more likely it is that you'll do them. Decide and plan ahead for all the different things in your life, things you need to get done. So a to-do list. Uh, some people have a weekly to-do list. Some people have a daily to-do list. And um, whatever works best for you. And do small things on there. Do small things that you know you're going to accomplish. Because when you check them off, you're going to feel good inside. And that feeling is going to carry you through to getting the next thing done and then the next thing done. So put the simple things on there as well as the more difficult. Uh, then what are you going to eat? Maybe a week in advance you think about, okay, I'm going to go grocery shopping. Here's the things I'm going to buy. They're going to be healthy. And then on Sunday at uh, four o'clock in the afternoon, I'm going to prep my food for the week and have it all ready for uh, eating out of the refrigerator or taking to work as lunches. And when you do that, you're going to be able to stick to your healthy choices so much easier. Uh, it takes a little bit of planning, but choosing and committing to it means you plan for it. When will you exercise? Put it on your calendar. I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to go for a walk or whatever it is that you decide to do for your health. Write it down in your calendar Put it on your to-do list. Then that way, when you check it off, you're going to feel really good that you did it. And your whole body's going to feel better because exercise just makes us feel better. It raises our endorphins and it reduces cortisol. So an excellent thing to do for yourself. And when you uh, do that exercise, you're not going to have that regret of, oh, it's bedtime. And I think back over the day and boy, I, I really had meant to go for a walk today and I just didn't get to it. I really regret. It's like uh, that meme, perhaps you've seen it. It's the only workout you ever regret is the one you didn't do. So um, make sure you put it in your calendar and on your to-do list so that you don't have those regrets. And then schedule time with friends and family. So many of us, uh, as we get older, we tend to lose touch with the people that we know, have known throughout our lives because we just don't make the time to meet up with them. Uh, so make sure you schedule in your calendar. I'm going to call my friend Mike because I haven't spoken to him in like two years and, and I don't like not you know, speaking to my friends for that long. So I'm going to call Mike on Friday. Um, what else? Maybe I'm going to visit my parents um, at the end of July. So let's schedule that for a weekend and make sure you get it into your calendar because time goes by too quickly. And if you don't force yourself be, be really committed and uh, choose to write these things in your calendar and make them happen, then they're not going to happen. And we all have needs for human connection. Uh, so this is, this is essential, and that's why I made sure to put it on this list. And just remember, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So make sure you plan. Which aunt was the <laughs> Aunt Kay? Aunt Kay. Yeah. Say it like Aunt Kay to say My great Aunt Kay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like How did I do it? Yeah, yeah now. <laughs> do it, do it. That's perfect. You know, when you... When you fail to plan, you plan to fail. <laughs> <laughs> so don't do that.
uh, reduce or remove temptation. Obviously, you want to start a new diet. You're going to say, oh, let me get rid of all the junk food in the house. I got to throw out the ice cream and the crackers and the cookies and all the half-open, half-eaten bags of Cheetos and potato chips and throw it all out. Out of sight, out of mind, right? No more excuses. Don't buy any more junk food. Don't have an excuse to eat it if it's not there. Uh, I know that in my house, uh, if there's something that one of us, my husband eats a lot or I eat it a lot and it's gone, then we'll just automatically buy more of it. Sometimes we need to ask, do you want some more of this? before we buy it, because maybe they're thinking, you know what, I really shouldn't have any more ice cream. I'm going to stop eating it. But as soon as um, another person asks me, do you want some ice cream? I'm testing my willpower right there. So I should instead just tell everybody, you know what, the ice cream's gone. Let's not buy any more for a while. Okay, don't ask me because I'll just give in. Uh, Help me and support me and we just won't buy it. And then instead of that, replace that junk food with healthy food. Make sure you have plenty of healthy food prepped and ready to eat around the house so that it's always there to grab when you're hungry. When you're hungry is the worst time to make that kind of a decision what to eat. Uh, You want to have made that decision ahead of time so that you can stick with your plan. Uh, If you decide you want to exercise in the mornings, make sure your clothes are clean and ready to put on first thing in the morning when you wake up and set your alarm, plan for it and have it all ready so that it's all simple and easy to do and there's no hurdles to jump over to get to that exercise. Uh, Hide away time wasters. If you're a person who really enjoys video games, but you know they're a big time waster for you and you just want to focus on getting some work done this week, put away the video games where you won't see them. Uh, If they're on your computer, make sure you put them in a folder that's hidden. Uh, Whatever it takes to hide those time wasters. If it's picking up your phone and looking at Facebook all the time, there are apps that will help you control that and and show you how much time you're spending on each of those apps, uh, like Facebook or Instagram. Make sure that you have something in place to help you hide away those time wasters. Write in a journal, write in your calendar. These things are going to keep you on track. Uh, it's like your to-do list and your calendar, anything that's going to guide you to follow the habits that you've chosen. What do you think of that, uh, that little sign there? You can have results or excuses, not both. I, I don't like being around people that have lots of excuses and no results. Yeah. I mean, results, winning, winning builds confidence. Yeah. Uh, losing builds character and... Uh, if you're that in between, you just make an excuse. You never give yourself the opportunity to, to succeed or fail, mm. because you can learn a lot from failing as well. That's true. That's true. Mistakes happen. Speaking of failure, mistakes do happen. Will happen. Plan for those. That means when you do have a success, even if it's hey, I checked off half my to-do list today. Celebrate that. Great. You know, half is better than none. That's right. It wasn't the whole thing. That's okay. We'll get to them tomorrow. You did what you needed to do. Um, Accept your imperfections. We're all imperfect. We're all human. Stuff comes up that we have to deal with that we weren't planning on, uh, you know. So give yourself a break. And then get back on track as soon as you can. 
Say that you go to work and suddenly, hey, there's all kinds of donuts in the break room and I'm hungry. I missed breakfast. I had a donut. Oh, well, blown my diet. Might as well eat everything in sight. Don't do that. <laughs> Get back on track as soon as you can. Forgive yourself the donut and say, you know what? I had that donut. That was my cheat for the week or my cheat for the day. I'm going to I'm going to have my salad that I brought for lunch and I'm going to stick to my diet the rest of the day because I had my cheat, I had my fun, now I'm going to get back to work. Uh, so get back on track as soon as possible. Don't throw it away over one donut. Practice self-compassion, you know. This is one of the most important parts of self-discipline. You, if you feel crappy about yourself, uh, it's really hard to have self-discipline. Uh, so... I would say, especially if we're feeling, uh, not feeling well, we haven't had enough sleep, if we're feeling like I didn't accomplish anything this week, or I didn't accomplish anything this month that I wanted to, and I, I can't, I can't get anything right. Uh, and you, and you start that negative self-talk is going to be so much harder for you to stick to your uh, plan in the future. So what you need to do is practice self-compassion and you say, you know what? I didn't get those things done that I had planned to do. Um, and, you know, that's okay. Uh, life goes on and I'm going to get better. I'm going to bounce back better. I'm going to be better next month. I'm going to make up for it uh, by trying a little bit harder and planning ahead more than I did last month. Learn from your mistakes and put that knowledge into practice. Set realistic expectations. Remember that feelings do spur motivation. However, action also spurs motivation. So when you're not feeling it, take a small action. It doesn't have to be big, something small, just to get started. I used to do this with my homework when I was a kid. I would, uh, I would not feel like doing my homework. I, you know, I really didn't like math, and my parents were not really good at helping me with math, and I didn't want to do it. Um, and I knew this about myself. So what I would do is I would get all my book books out, my paper, my pencil, and I would just set it out. And I would sit there and I would look at it. I was like, well, it's here. I might as well start. And then I would start. Well, I've already started. I might as well finish. And so I would finish. So it's those little steps, those little action steps that are going to get you all the way to the finish line. Remember that delayed gratification requires willpower, and we have a finite amount of willpower. So uh, use it sparingly. Plan ahead for when you're going to need it. Delayed gratification is like, um, I want to lose weight, and I will lose it now. I don't want to be waiting two or three months to lose 10 pounds. I want it off tomorrow. That's not going to happen. You're going to have delayed gratification for losing weight. So when I eat, what I eat today is what's fueling me for two weeks from now. So plan for that. Know that in advance, this is going to require me to have some willpower because the results are not going to show up for weeks at a time. Uh, this is also very prevalent when you have your own business. Uh, the things that I'm doing today are taking up all my time and I don't have any new clients because of it. So why am I doing it? Well, it's again, it's a building process. Keep your momentum going. Delayed gratification requires willpower. 
So make sure that you're practicing using that willpower and try not to use it all up um, in one day. Self-denial is not sustainable. So again, if you're like, ah, I'm going to quit drinking cold turkey and I'm going to only eat healthy and, and you have all these plans for uh, that you come up with for New Year's resolutions, um, that's great. But self-denial is not sustainable. It's going to last a short time because there's a psychology involved. And there's those small steps of creating habits that uh, we need to work on a little at a time. Small changes in our life are going to make a bigger impact than saying, oh, I'm going to do all these great big things and I'm going to make it happen tomorrow or, you know, in the next week. And then it doesn't happen. So remember that self-denial is not sustainable. And in that case, you want to make sure that you're rewarding yourself. So cue behavior reward. This is how we, we start a new habit. Do the desired behavior based on a predetermined cue, then reward yourself for it. So what's a predetermined cue? Uh, it could be like piggybacking. Say, I want, I'm not flossing enough. That's just not me because I floss every day, at least once, maybe twice a day. But if you're a person who does not floss, but you want to start because your dental hygienist is on your case every time you go in, put the floss right next to your toothbrush and your toothpaste. And when you brush your teeth, you're looking at the floss, and then you just take off that piece of floss and you floss. Um, or say another uh, way of having the cue is, okay, I wrote it on my calendar that at you know, uh, nine o'clock in the morning, I'm going to go for a walk and, uh, it's nine o'clock in the morning. So I'm going for my walk cues that you set up ahead of time, tell you it's time to do this habit. And then when you've done the habit, reward yourself. I like to go for a walk. Um, I, and I go for an hour and for the whole hour, I get to listen to podcasts that I really enjoy. That's my reward for going for that walk. Well, there's also the reward of how good I feel afterwards and that it's helping me with my uh, health and, and, and weight management. Um, so there's a lot of rewards wrapped up in that. But every time you want to start a new habit, you need to cook in a reward that goes with it so that you'll continue to do it because you want to reward the behavior you want repeated. This works with children. This works with animals. This works with everybody. It's natural human behavior. So rewards that work will be like, well, say, uh, once I lose five pounds, I'm going to, what, buy a new outfit or whatever it is. Don't make the reward for losing weight be food. but (laughs) Krispy Kreme. (laughs) Yeah, we don't want to do that because then you're just uh, negating all the work you put in. But it should fit together. That reward should fit with it. So here's my recommendations for improving your life with discipline. Uh, Define your desired goals. Again, that's writing down what it is you want out of life, of your area of life. And then list the steps needed to get to those goals and start new habits that will apply, that will get you to those steps and to those desired goals. Then reward yourself, right? Uh, Everything you do that is is kind of out of your, you know, out of your comfort zone or out of what you're normally doing, you're going to need to reward yourself for doing it. Whether that's just as simple as checking it off your to-do list or buying yourself a new outfit or whatever it is that you need to do to reward yourself in order to keep doing that behavior, make sure you're doing that. Get support. Um, I can't 
I can't tell you how much great support I have in my life between my husband and Toby. Um, anything I want to do, all I have to do is tell them about it. You know, I want to lose weight or I want to uh, start a new business or I want to uh, start a new YouTube channel or I want to do a video about this or whatever it is I choose to do that I want to do. They're on board. They're like, okay, what do you need from me? What can I do to help you make this happen? What kind of support do you need? So make sure you have that kind of support in your life in order to um, create that atmosphere that's going to uh, inspire you to have that discipline. Ma'am, say something about that. Mm -hmm. And it's not actually necessary to, if you're one of the supporters, mm -hmm. uh, it's not actually necessary to undertake uh, whatever practice uh, your partner is pursuing. Um, Shelly does a lot of things in terms of her diet, her exercise, her uh, practices for spirituality and meditation that aren't necessarily something that I do. But it's easy for me to support her. And invariably, when I do support her in these matters, uh, it's good for me too. Uh, I, I have a quick story to tell. Sure. So we were at the uh, grocery store yesterday when Shelly comes over to my house and we were working on the other channel. I The commitment that I have to her is I'll make dinner. And Shelly is always very careful. I always ask her, what, you know, where are you on the diet? What's good? What's bad? Uh, and, and yesterday was one of those situations where I hadn't gone to the grocery store. So we went together and I got meals for last night and today. And uh, honestly, when you looked at my, my little, it wasn't very expensive. It fed both of us. But it was, if you looked at what was laid out there on the, on the, cash register thing. Uh, it was really healthy. And I took notice of a gentleman and, and I, I, I'm not being critical here. I just took notice because it made me feel like I need to do more work. And he was, he was bigger than me by a bunch. And I'm, I'm not a small guy, right? He was bigger than me. And I was looking at the groceries he was buying and there was nothing in that list of groceries that was going to help him get smaller than me. And uh, what, what happens when you're supporting someone is, by nature, you start uh, absorbing some of their rituals, some of their practices, uh, and it's good for you. And I made it what last night I thought was probably a, a really healthy meal, you know. Uh, and <laughs> I made it for Shelly, but I ate it myself, and, and I, you could just feel it, you know, that it was something better done so in supporting them i guess my advice to you is if you find if you find that you can't necessarily do it but you have to support someone that can you're going to absorb some of the benefits of whatever they're doing just by the nature of things when you decide to decide to support them well i'm just going to add on to that little story so uh although we were being good for the most part, we also did something that I would like to do less of, and that's we bought a bottle of wine, which, which was quite tasty, and we enjoyed it very much. But then, of course, um, it interfered with my sleep. Uh, in the middle of the night, I was awake for, uh, according to my Fitbit, 80 minutes because the sugar hit my system, and I woke up, and I couldn't go back to sleep. And uh, I knew that it was because I drank that wine, and although it's quite tasty and I enjoyed it, uh, it does interfere with my sleep, and it's not, you know, it's not healthy for me. So um, sometimes uh, the people in our support system also allow us to um, go back on what we should be doing. So instead of uh, Toby saying, you know, well, well, maybe we shouldn't have wine, then if you're, you know, I know how it affects your sleep. And I know that, you know, you're not, you're trying to be very healthy right now. Uh, we both gave each other permission to go ahead and have that wine because we both, you know, enjoy wine. 
And, and the funny part about it is they put it right in the middle of the vegetable <laughs> area. Like right, we're, we're trying we're to be so good. good. <laughs> we're being good, getting we all these the good, healthy, <laughs> fresh vegetables. And there's a, a, a case of a Sauvignon Blanc, which mm. I know is her absolute favorite. Yep. It was from a New Zealand, which I know produces a great Sauvignon Blanc. And it was 11 bucks. I'm going, ah, put the, you know, spin capped up. And I said wine and she goes and and it was that the look was like oh, okay well you know uh it, she was hesitant but agreed I to was it like, yeah, yeah i like wine, I want yeah, wine. Yeah. It sounds good. and it was good with a, <laughs> and it was good with the meal you, you couldn't help it because it, it yeah. really enhanced the yeah. uh quality of the meal that i had prepared as well so uh but i know she doesn't sleep well when she has wine uh, so I try not to yeah. bring it up. And so we need to remind each other yeah. why we're doing the things that we're doing, because sometimes we conveniently forget mm-hmm. uh, why we wanted to uh, not drink wine or why we wanted to be in the vegetable aisle to begin with. <laughs> so be accountable, right? Uh, ultimately, we are responsible for our own behavior, our own choices, our own thoughts, our own motivation. Everything that we do we are responsible. We must be accountable. Uh, I can't blame Toby for buying wine and forcing me to drink it because um, he did not do that. He offered, and I said, yes, buy that, and let's have that, and that's on me. Um, I am accountable. I am responsible for all of my behaviors, and that's the only way that we're going to improve our self-discipline is to acknowledge that. All right. Positive mindset. I would like to promote a positive mindset uh, that would contribute to everybody's self-discipline in my audience and in myself as well. Uh, So I hope that you will join the Softer Side member vault at esofterside.com. There's a lot of really great information in there about uh, communication, uh, connection, relationships, and self-development and all of that. So it's free. Join esofterside.com. Join our Facebook group, also free. Uh, I have a podcast. Uh, this particular uh, show that I do every Wednesday and Friday, I also turn it into a podcast, and it's available for download. If you like, uh, instead of watching it on YouTube, you would like to listen to it as you go for a walk, uh, you can download it from Anchor FM, Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. So uh, that's where you can find that. And you can also uh, write to me at thesofterside.info at gmail.com. I do have in my uh, esofterside.com member vault a free discovery coaching session. So if you would like to speak one-on-one with me and discuss your particular needs and desires and goals, uh, we can do that in a free discovery coaching session. Just sign up at the member vault and schedule your call. In the live chat room, um, if any of you would like to uh, talk to us, and now's the time. And how about telling us what is your best self-discipline tip? Is anybody in the chat room? Uh, There are people in the chat room. Joe S. is the only one that said hi, and now he says great content. So Ah, Thanks, uh, Joe. No one else is uh, speaking up. But I I do want to add, may I add something? So I'm I'm not a a journaling person, uh, I think. Because I'm not a writer by nature, I'm a I'm a I'm a speaker. Uh, but years and years ago, I was introduced to the uh, journalist style notebook. You'll see it's a long one. And what you discover about these journalist style notebooks is that they're very conducive because they're very narrow. You you, you 
you've got to be able to hold it in your hand so you can make notes because you're on the run. But they're also very conducive not to journaling, but to list making. And I'm really good at list making. I make lists about Fen treasures and uh, new projects and because it gives me the opportunity to kind of put those down. And I just wanted to pick an example. This is 16 May. And before I go to bed every night, the last list that I make every night is what my plans are for the following day. You know, get to the VA, dry cleaning bills, oil change, car wash, mow lawn. And it's simple things, you know, it's your day in, day out, daily live things. Sometimes it gets more interesting because on, you know, Wednesdays and Fridays, I have to add that we're doing now five, six shows and we're going to add another. So we're doing seven shows all together on three different channels. And uh, so that has to go on a list and I have to look at it from that perspective. And and I have to be uh, aware of that because if I get a call from a uh, one of the children, for example, and they asked me about, can you do this? Uh, uh, I, I don't know that I mentioned you, but for Father's Day, one of the things they gave me was a portrait done by a guy who does, uh, who does, um, tintype, uh, tin wet plate, tintypes, and it came out really amazing. And uh, the, the image, my first reaction to the image that he took was, that's a guy I see in the mirror every morning. And, <laughs> um, and so it's completely unenhanced, no soft focus, no nothing. It's just you uh, as hard as you are or as soft as you are. Uh, <laughs> but the reason the lists pay off is because I have a really good sense it's w- what's happening to me. I know what's going on this week, and I know especially what's going on tomorrow because the last thing I do every night is make that list about what I'm planning to do tomorrow. And I, it doesn't mean all, I get them right all the time, you know. Uh, and, and the other thing, when you're retired, none of these are life-threatening and no kids are involved, so I don't have to be someplace for kids. But it's a good way to just kind of make lists because what you discover, whether it's a grocery list, a to-do list, a things I'd like to, places I'd like to visit uh, list, uh, where Forrest Fenn hid the treasure list, whatever it is, it's it's really handy if you find one of these. You can buy them any place. I order mine from Amazon. Um, uh, these journalists' notebooks uh, because they're long and narrow. And like I said, they're very conducive to list making. And it's not journaling, but it's a way to put your thoughts and your plans and your hopes and desires down on paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I find that for me, my biggest uh, distraction is uh, free classes, free online learnings. I am <clears throat> uh, I spend probably 80% of my time on uh, learning from the internet, and the rest of my time that I'm in front of the computer, I'm doing uh, work for this show and for Friday's show and putting work into my, uh, my uh, course and uh, membership and uh, coaching projects on, on member vault. So those, those free courses are like, Oh, it's playing live now for free or you can buy it. And I'm like, Oh, I'll save money. I'll watch it live now. Well, okay. But that's the entire day. So (laughs) am I willing to spend the entire day suddenly uh, to sit there and watch this course online? And it's very difficult for me not to be distracted by that because I'm so uh, passionate about learning and uh, these subjects are so fascinating to me. So I'm like, ah, oh, I want to sit and watch this all day. But I already planned to go for my walk and get some groceries and, and go to the library and, and blah, 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 blah. So I also have to work on my own things. I have to get my slides done for, you know, Wednesday and I got to get it done for Friday. And what else am I doing? And Toby needs me for this. And I promised him that. And so, yeah, 
you got to have a list sometimes just to keep you on track because those fun things that pop up and go, wait, uh, are so distracting. And so for some people, it's Instagram. For some people, Facebook. For some people, it's uh, television or Netflix or uh, YouTube videos. Uh, it could be anything that just pulls you away from what it is you meant to be doing that day. So those lists um, are, are awesome for keeping you on track and what you had, you know, what you need to do to get to your goals. And, and it doesn't make any difference if you're a retired person or employed <laughs> or uh, a stay-at-home uh, mom or dad, uh, a list is going to help you. Yeah. It, it, you know, you think retired, you don't, you don't have to be, a, be on a schedule. It's not that you're on a schedule. It's just that you still have things, you know, with a responsibility of house now. There's a lawn mowing event that has to take <laughs> place every Saturday, and I need to make sure I put that in my schedule. And uh, it just kind of knowing that, when you wake up in the morning and open up those shades, look at the sunlight, um, uh, you know what your day is, at, at least what you have a sense of what your day is going to go like. So that's always good. It's, uh-huh. not, it's not planning. It's not that it's planning in the strictest sense. It's just making a list of the things that you need to get accomplished. And the more lists you make, uh, kind of the better, more organized your life is, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and, and both of us being kind of like self-employed, I think that more, you know, nobody's going to tell us what right. to do. We have to make a plan or somebody else is going to pull us off and do what they wanted to do. You know, uh, come, we, what are you doing today? Oh, uh, nothing, because I don't have a list, so I don't uh-huh. know. Well, come on over and work on my project. Oh, sure, sounds great, you know, and then you think about it and you're like, oh, I could have been doing this and this and this and this, but I didn't have that planned out and written down so it didn't get done and the other thing the list does if you do get a call you know every once in a while i get a call uh, an emergency not a serious emergency but one of the children would call and say they have an emergency and could i babysit and i can look at that list and say you know what i wanted to mow the lawn and wash the car but this is much more important it's an easy decision to make yeah bring bring the kids over and we'll you know i'll get them to mow the lawn <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, I think that's uh, putting in putting in perspective that there's a, a sense of priorities and a sense of things that are going to happen that you can't predict that you're going to have to accommodate somehow or the other. Uh, because honestly, I don't think it's a good uh, uh, a good thing to be to say to my daughter, "I'd love to watch the boys for you." I know you have an emergency, but I got to mow the lawn. It doesn't even sound reasonable, you know. So uh, I think those are uh, important. Uh, let's see. Roline says she said, I had a question posted on Facebook. Oh. After a win, I find myself taking more steps back instead of using the win to move forward. How can I overcome that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So, Roline, I, I've experienced something like this. Uh, when I spent uh, three months uh, diligently preparing for a uh, physical competition. Once that competition was over, I was on the couch and relaxing because I don't have to do that stuff anymore, right? So this is where we're at, where we're like, oh, I deserve a break because I put so much work into that. And uh, and you want to take that time to just relax. And then that time to relax becomes, you know, not just a day, it becomes a week and then two weeks and then it's a month and then pretty soon... Uh, You've lost all the momentum that you had gained getting yourself up to that spot. So what we can do is 
plan a celebration for when you get to that goal. Say, okay, whatever that goal might be, say it's uh, going to be in a physical competition or I'm going to lose 10 pounds or I'm going to hit this, uh, you know, this much money this month or whatever that goal is, plan a celebration. Make that celebration, whatever it is that uh, appeals to you most, that's your reward. And then once that reward is finished, you have another goal written down that you're going to begin work on. When you don't have that next goal in mind and, and, and ready to go, then you're going to flounder. You're just going to go, ah, oh, I did that. Yay, me. And phew. what now? I don't know. You know, uh, so as you're working towards that first goal, start to come up with that second goal. When I hit this, then the next goal will be this. Well, she does, as you well know, she's a runner, racer, uh, and does those Spartan races as well mm -hmm. with uh, Jason and her friends. For those of you that don't know, Rolene has my last name uh, because she's my daughter-in-law and she's married to Jason, who a lot of you already know. Uh, but yeah, she's very competitive when it comes to that. And uh, if you want to look at her Facebook page, it's always the next race. But I can understand that, like you, uh, with the uh, physical uh, competition, uh, you achieve an objective and you go like, well, that's done. Right. You know? uh, right. And you're not thinking about doing anything else. You're just really satisfied uh, that you're doing the competition. My mm -hmm. daughter, uh, Toby Renee, last year trained for six months to do a triathlon. And she did it. And then she just like, like well, Raleen suggested, <laughs> yeah, she took steps back. And I talked to her about two weeks ago and she said, okay, I'm back at it. Uh, I'm going to do another triathlon and I'm starting training now just so she could get back to it. And now it's just pictures of healthy green things, you know, like uh, smoothies. smoothies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think I think uh, once you realized, I, th I, th I think the key is that once you've realized you've taken those steps backwards, that should be, you know, you you deserve that mm -hmm. if you've accomplished something. And you deserve that time to relax and get over it. But the minute you're sitting there relaxing and saying to yourself, wow, this feels good, the next thing that should come into your mind and the next list that you make is, what's next? Where do, where do I go from here? Because relaxing is not a goal, right, nor an objective. Mm -hmm. It's where do I go from here? Where do I rededicate my time? Because mm -hmm. How do if, I make use of this momentum I've built? One, one of the things that that I think Shelly learned because we talked about this is that if she takes the amount of effort that she put into that competition and applies it to anything else, it's going to make her successful at that anything else. Because as you look at all these things where you do achieve something, a win, where you have that win, think about the effort that you put into it and then take that effort, that feeling, and put it into the next big thing for yourself. Relaxing is good. Don't get me wrong. Everybody's entitled to it. Uh, but the simple fact of the matter is, if you're that kind of person that's, that's hell-bent on achieving things, you're not a relaxing kind of person anyway. You're going to look for the next big thing and make a list and figure out what that is and then start going for it and... and, and you know, relax when you can, but uh, I, I think you can't let the relaxing or the, boy, I did that, uh, <laughs> be, become more important than, what's okay, I did that, yeah. what's next? Very now, often what? it's just having that next goal and to, you know, oh, I didn't think that far in advance. Yeah. No, I didn't yeah. think beyond the competition, yeah. what was I going to do next because I didn't plan to do anything right. else, you know. So 
And in all of that, you, you can't <laughs> you undertake you can't undertake the pursuit of something competitive, whether in Shelley's case it was this physical competition or in Rolene's case it's uh, the next Spartan race. And, and you can't leave that without having learned something new about yourself. And now you have additional tools and skills uh, to move forward on whatever your next per, uh, pursuit is. So yeah. uh, I think that's the benefit. You don't, you don't, she says... Uh, Great advice. That's exactly what I was doing. I need the next goal beforehand. Yeah, right. at least to think about what right. what am I going to do? Start planning for it. Yeah. yeah. What am I going to do after I finish this race yeah. or this competition? What's next after this? Because it, it's good to have that goal in mind, get that accomplished, and then go think. And it and it doesn't have to be a lot because you don't want to you don't want to overwhelm your effort towards the upcoming competition with what's next. But you think to yourself, well. I did a half Ironman, uh, or I'm going to do a half Ironman. I feel like I can accomplish that. Maybe the next thing is an Ironman. How much more training is that going to require, et cetera? And it doesn't even have to be like two physical things in a row. It could be after I finish this competition, the next thing I'm going to do is uh, start this new YouTube channel. Whatever it is that you can then focus your time and energy on. Right. Effort. uh, Redirecting that effort into something just as productive, but maybe not as physical. Maybe it's mental. Maybe it's uh, professional. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of ways to take that. Uh, uh, triathletes make great business people just because of that discipline that they've, uh, that they've learned yeah. uh, from training. Yeah. So. Great question. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here, uh, for subscribing, for watching, and for commenting on our channel. And I do hope that you will share it with uh, your friends and family as well. And for The Softer Side, I'm your transitions coach, Shelly Carney. Thank you for listening to The Softer Side with Shelly Carney and Toby Eunice. Please write to us with questions or ideas for future shows at thesofterside.info at gmail.com and visit the free member vault for more great tips and ideas at eSofterSide.com.